gentlemen, it's Peps, it's J-Dog, and you know what time it is? It's the Tuesday night football extravaganza that is Lace Out with your host, Chris Pepper, the 377-game East Keeler Football Club superstar. And you know what? The man, the moment, the legend himself, Jamie Wallace, is with me, the co-host with the most, to talk about another awesome week of Round 12 AFL Football. How are you going, big fella? Uh, I am going very well, Peps. I mean, there's nothing better, but also nothing worse than when your team isn't playing the football for that week. Because I could just sit back, become old deck chair Ken, yep. and just watch the footy and not have to worry about my own team playing. Is that the buy you're talking about? I'm talking about the buy. Ah, so now you know what Collingwood, Hawthorne and North Melbourne members have been going through each and every week during the 2021 season. Well, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. it not having to stress out? I can't wait for that. Tell you what, even, even barracking for the Ds at the moment, I still get very, very worried that the wheels on the bus are going to fall right off. <laughs> All right, mate. What's the uh, what's the show agenda look like today? Mate, what are we doing? I tell you what, this is packed tighter than John Holmes's jeans, ladies and gentlemen. It is chock-a-block of football on-field and off-field stuff. We've got around the grounds with the newsbreaker, the news hound, Jamie the J-Dog Wallace. We're going to spin the magnets again. We've got the listener question. We're going to talk about uh, what game are we looking forward to in one week at a time. We've got a couple of competitions to let you know about. We've also got, oh, geez, what is the ladder? We're going to go through that. We've got the rising star. And if we even get any time, we might even just have a bit of a chinwag and talk about what we're going to be doing this weekend being the Queen's birthday weekend of football there's so much to get into mm-hmm. so much to talk about everyone tuning in everybody watching everyone part of the show we love you thanks for coming back week in week out because without you we don't have a show and without us you've got nothing to listen to on your run or your walk or during a busy day at work so you know it's it's a bit of uh, we're fused together as one when two become one just like the spice girl said Rightio, <laughs> jamie let's get into it Okay. Where do you want to start? Because I tell you what, there's just so much to get through. Should we just start with the ladder? Should we punch that bad ladder. boy out? Let's get into the ladder, everybody. Okay, so the ladder as it stands, round 12. And funny enough, if we have a look at it, nothing has really changed except for in the lower part of the eight. So have a look. The Ds are at the top, one game clear, with the Western Bulldogs on 40 points, Melbourne on 40. The Geelong Cats are playing this week, 32 points. Brisbane, Port Adelaide, Sydney all on 32. West Coast, Richmond on 28. That's your top eight, everybody. And the question I'm going to ask at the moment, is the final eight locked in? Because underneath that, we've got a team who's playing some cracking footy at the moment, probably the most informed team in the last probably eight weeks outside of Melbourne and Brisbane is Essendon and their dream time loss on the weekend. And we'll get into that in a moment. Uh, leaves them on 20 points on the same with GWS, the same as Fremantle, St Kilda. You, 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 you threw one away, let's be honest. You threw one away and you threw your finals campaign away. The Gold Coast Suns are on 16. Carl Tank on 16 as well. Then we get into Collingwood, who had a great win against the Crows. Hawthorne and North Melbourne at the bottom of the ladder. So there's the ladder after 12 rounds. J-Dog, 
Mm-hmm. Thoughts and opinions just looking at that right now. Mm, the just outside the eight is still super tight with a lot of teams sharing 20 points. And I can see they've all probably got easy kills on the weekend. Essendon have got Hawthorne. GWS have got North. Fremantle's got the Suns. St. Kilda's got Adelaide. So I, I feel that they probably all should have a win. And if one of those teams loses from there, they're probably going to lose touch. That's this is, ca- this is their weekend where they could lose touch. And who's Collingwood got this weekend? Collingwood, unfortunately, have got uh, just some minnow of a club. That's all right. You never some know. They might minnow. have a future, that club. I think they're going to hey, go all right. I reckon they've got a future. Well, I mean, one thing you won't have is um, a crowd. So that's one thing. Hey, we're used to not playing in front of crowds for so many years. It's okay. <laughs> we're, we're okay with that, everybody. All right. Hey, so. you know what? Are you, Let's talk about that's, it, buddy. That's going to that's gonna be a rough game. It's going to be a rough game? Oh, just, just Collingwood. <laughs> Oh, let's talk about it at the end. Let's talk okay, about let's it. Let's talk about it. All right, buddy. Let's uh, let's start with a bit of news around the grounds and handing this one over to our newsman, Jamie Wallace. Where are we starting with this big fella? Because there's so much to talk about what's happened off the field. Yeah. All right, let's probably go with the bigger story that's coming out of uh, the papers today at the moment, which is carnage at Carlton. So the Blues have decided to bring forward a review of the club where they're at um, and the first piece that has fallen is uh, today with um, John Barker deciding to leave. So what this probe is going to be doing or what this internal exam- external probe is going to look at is every facet of the football department. We're looking at coaching, development, list management, fitness, performance, uh, and importantly, around culture and environment as well. So John, ba- John Barker decided to leave. He's like, that's it. I've had enough. Um, so his experience as an assistant coach includes stints under Lyon in uh, 07 and 08, time as a forwards coach under Clarkson at Hawthorne in 09 uh, and 2010, and also at Carlton since 2011. So he's been there for 10 years. Maybe maybe he's read the tea leaves and, and maybe there's something else going on for him, but also maybe he thinks that he's probably on the chopping block being a 10-yearer and gone through now, you know, um, quite a quite a few coaches in that time. Uh, quite a few, goodness gracious! He's, uh, and this is the thing: like when you have an end of season, um, end of season review, bring board for the coach, the, the president at the moment, Mark Laduche, is saying this is not looking at the coach; uh, it's looking at all the facets around him, which is a little bit hard to believe. <laughs> when you go, as soon as you say you have got full support of the board, <laughs> you're going to be start seek.com.au. Uh, yeah. Look, here's the thing. They've made some mistakes with the players, and we'll go into that very shortly, who they've brought into the club. Their drafting hasn't been all that crash hot. Mm. You've had Malthouse, who's been one of the biggest biggest coaches ever, couldn't do anything with this list. Brendan Bolton came in, wasn't able to do anything with this list. Yeah. And now they've brought – John Barker had 15 games after mm. uh, it finished up. And then you've had Teague, who's been brought in, Mm-hmm. who hasn't been able to do anything with the list. Mm-hmm. So is it the list? Are they expecting too much? Do they think that they're, you know, by adding a couple extra pieces as they have over the last couple of years? And I'm looking at three in particular, Zach Williams, um, Saad, and also Jack Martin, all on big cash that have come across to Carlton. Were they realistic when they thought that they were going to be finals contenders? Not not making it, but actually contending for a flag. They must have thought they were close if you're going after big names. And 
Some Qual- of the decisions are just not quality. Really quality is quality, though. Like that's what I thought they were getting. I thought they were getting a, a quality, well, a quality quasi centerman halfbackman, yeah. and a good also centerman halfbackman in uh, Williams. And I mean, they've, they've played majorly at the back line. Yeah. Um, start off the halfback and then Williams off the other halfback. They've had some great games. They've had some good games in that list, but when you're paying Williams, what is it, eight hundred thousand a year oh. to play in the halfback? Which let's let's be honest here, Pep's halfback is probably the easiest position you can play. You've got no accountability other than just watching the ball come in. No, nah, but you said a lot lot of things up there. I'll put it this yeah. way: Who would you rather have, Zach Williams coming off halfback, or Caleb Daniel or Christian Salem playing off halfback? Christian Salem at the moment. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He ain't going to be on 850. Yeah, but exactly right. But I just think that halfback really is one of those positions where you should be paying people 850 for that position. Yeah, I think they're worth their weight in gold. If you can get somebody who can set the ball up, stop it coming, stop it obviously coming into the back, coming into the back line, but be able to hit up targets consistently mm. as those two players do, they're worth their weight in gold. But you have yeah. a look at some of their trades. Let's just go over the last couple of years. These are the players sure. that they've brought in. We've mm-hmm. talked about Zach Williams. We've spoken about um, Adam Saad. They picked Eddie Betts back up from Adelaide, so they brought him in. They brought Mick Mark Pittenett in. They've brought in Andrew Phillips from Essendon. They've brought yep. in Jack Nunes from St Kilda. Any of those guys lit it up since they've come back? No. Okay. 2018, Mitch McGovern. Now, he's another one who's been played some really good cash coming yep. from Adelaide. Has he done anything? No. Not really. Will Setterfield coming from GWS, Nick Newman, Alex Fasolo they picked up in 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if we go back one year before that, we're looking at 2017, Matthew Lobb, Loby from Port. Yep. Matthew Kennedy, okay, for pick 28. And also Darcy Lang they picked up as well too. So yeah. they haven't really done anything from that. And who have they left go? They let go Zach Tui in 2016. Yeah. So there's a lot more going out than what was coming in. Mm. And I haven't even mentioned, like I said, um, as part of that, they brought, and they got him basically for nothing, yeah. which was um, Jack Martin from from the Gold Coast Suns. So they've brought a lot in, but once again, they've gone quantity over quality big time, and it's bitten them in the ass. something yeah. chronic. St Kilda have gone down a very similar route. The number of players that they're brought in from other clubs who have failed to achieve virtually anything – Dan Hanbury, you'd even forget he's the forgotten man of St Kilda at the moment. Like he's totally not even on the park. No, no, you know, it's. But it goes beyond just their picks as well. Like at the moment, they've got um, Harry Mackay, who is uncontracted and is got links to a lot of clubs who would love a big. Young oh, would you love a big like Harry? Would you? Well, apparently, got... only he only wants to deal with Carlton at this particular stage. They're looking maybe three years, three million. That was some stuff that was <clears> thrown <throat> on the Twitter sphere tonight. Yeah. Right. Would Paddy you pay Chris, it? Would you oh, pay no, it? No, 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 For Mackay? Not no. that much? Not yet? No. 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 Is that no. one good season? Yeah, one good season. Paddy Cripps, apparently he's he's almost, he's, he's locked in negotiations around a long-term contract. Um, but at the same time, there's there's interest in getting him out of there. Um, Do Carlton need to look at it and go, okay, what can we get for Cripps? He's not going to go to West Coast because West Coast have no money left. They're, they're, they're chocked to the gills. Yeah. Yep. So they're going to have to go to Fremantle. Have Fremantle got room in their cap? Potentially. Yeah. Well, then you've also got to balance up the fact that they've got Sam Petrescu, Seaton, and Lockie O'Brien and Brody Kemp also 
haven't been offered any contracts on the club for 2022. Well, what do you do? Like uh, Petrevsky Seaton's another one who seems to be the whipping boy, every club's whipping boy. Uh, who's Port's whipping boy? Oh, fraud. don't know at the moment. Probably DBJ. Yeah. Oh, DB. Hamish Hartlett. Yeah. Well, ours is Alex Neil Bull, and he's playing some good footy at the moment. Every club's got a whipping boy. Hey, yep. if you're on the chat right now, tell us who the whipping boy of your club is or uh, get on our Facebook page after you've heard this and tell us who is yeah. uh, your club's whipping boy. But Jack, Jack Silvani, he's not also signed up. And then you've still got the, the senior players like Mark Murphy, Ed Kerno, Eddie Betts, Levi Casbolt. Charlie, what's going on oh. with Charlie Kerner? We haven't seen him for two and a half years now. Like, there's just decisions that need to be made that can make this club a whole lot better. But, but they're not taking them on. Yep. Um, look, it's as simple as this: they're going to have to make the big calls. You, I think, um, who said it? Sydney said you can't stay in the middle, no man's land. Yep. You've either got to be at the top or you've got to be at the bottom. If you keep winning, if you keep ending up around about. 8th, ninth, 10th, it doesn't get you anywhere. So you're going to have to slice and dice. Yeah. Uh, Jazz Ruboy Chatsy said that for North Melbourne, it's Kane Turner. So thank you very much for, for giving you a, uh, your whipping boy there. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a challenging one because the, 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 they are going to get some dollars. You think Mark Murphy's not going to go again next year? Eddie mm-hmm. Betts, you think, won't go again next year. Mind you, he's only second in their goal kicking this year. So yeah. that just goes to show. Yeah. So they're definitely going to have some cap. But is Carl's not a destination club? No. So they're going to have to pay people more to stay there or come to the club. Yeah. And where are they going to have it? Like it's it's tight. They have their strategy. They're going to have to go to the draft because they won't be able to big big bring in big names because they won't have the cash to do so. So Peps, where are they at the moment on the ladder? They're what seventeenth, seventeenth, sixteenth. Let's just have a look. I'll get the ladder back up again so I can have a quick look at it. Thank you. Yeah, look at it here. So they're sitting. They're sitting fourteenth. They've had four wins. They should have won on the weekend. They were playing the West Coast Eagles thirds. Yeah, they, wow. That's not some like of that footage. My goodness gracious. That, that, so that's, coach, that's coach killer stuff. We've all we've all been in teams where we've been in coach killer teams. Mm. What we saw on the weekend, oh, my goodness. So, that Peps, the, the one thing there, if you're at the bottom of the ladder, to me, if you're at the bottom of the ladder, it means that you're getting, well, obviously beaten a bit. But you'd think at that point in time that you'd also probably have some numbers going the other way. So at the moment, Champion Data ranks the Blues dead last for tackle differential this season and second last for pressure factor differential. So they're conceding an average of 54.9 inside 50s per game uh, with the only people on that same sort of number or below them being North Melbourne, Hawthorne and Gold Coast are worse at the moment. They're conceding 53.9 points from turnover and they're ranked 14th of that. So they just, for a team that is losing a lot, you're not even tackling. You're not even there for that. But the, the gap between their good and bad is so big. Their percentage at the moment is 92.4. Now, there's only a couple of teams mm. outside of the eight that have a better percentage, which is Essendon. They're at 102, which is great for a team who they, they've, if they'd snuck in a couple of extra wins, they would have been almost sitting top four. That's how close Essendon are. So they're in a really good spot. Outside yeah. of that, you've got the GWS, which we know are not, are not too shabby on their day. Mm. And you've got the Gold Coast Suns, which funny enough have got a better percentage than Carlton. But outside of that, they're better than anybody else in that bottom eight. Yeah. So they're a team that's funny enough, like they can hit the scoreboard. They don't get blown away a lot, but they just don't know how to win. Yeah. So let me just let me just tell you this one here, Peps. This is probably going to make you like – Flashbacks to Melbourne, all right? So you, you might have a bit of PSD. You might have a bit of robocopping action when you're memorizing about this. So 
the Blues have been unable to stop a lot of opposition run-ons during games and have conceded 30-point turnarounds in 25 of Teague's 40 matches in charge. Those momentum swings are not only Groundhog Day moments for uh, Carlton, and in five of its eight losses this year, the Blues have been within either 16 points or in front at the final change. But none of those games that look like challenging by the final siren. In fact, in all eight losses so far this season, the margin has been between 16 and 28 points. They're in... In no man's land. That's just the system is just not the system. Whatever Teague's bringing in is not working. It's not working. And the thing is, we know it can be turned around so quickly. We've got three examples of it where it's worked really Absolutely. well. Actually, probably even four. Port Adelaide, mm-hmm. beautiful. Look what they did. They had the they had the mega draft where they picked the three kids. Mega. Essendon have done it last year with the three that they've picked up. Absolutely sensational. Melbourne did it two years ago when they picked up uh, Jackson Pickett and Rivers. My goodness gracious, there's your three start startups, a backman, a ruckman, and a, my goodness, a small small forward who they call Cyril 2.0, who I like to call Cozzy 1.0. Yep. Um, Fremantle, they did it a few years ago. Brayshaw, Chera, that sort of mix as well. Gold Coast, we know that they're struggling, but you can just see when Raul gets his game going, they're a completely different team. Even Sydney to a degree, the kids that they've brought in, Logan McDonald, Warner this year, it can turn around quickly, but you've got to bite the bullet and say, okay, we need to make some hard decisions. We need to drop players regardless of what their name is, and we have to make the decision, do we get rid of a Crips? Do mm. we get rid of a, of a Petrusky seaton <sighs> and pull some picks? If we're not going to use them this year, stock them for the year after. Richmond are in a fantastic position. I didn't realise this, that they've got two first-rounders this year and two second-rounders in this year's draft as well. Yeah. So they've got four in the top 40 picks. Your yep. team that's won three out of the four flags and potentially could go on a three-peak this year. Well, they've, got, they've got it smart, mate. They've worked it out. But it's also those things like at the moment, like on the weekend, Liam Stocker was drafted in as a first-round pick to be a tough inside midfielder. Sunday, he was playing the absolute sweeper role at fullback. Yep. And he had to try and contain Liam Ryan. Like, good luck with that. Well, also, Petrevsky Seaton, he was drafted as an inside mid. And guess what happened? They put him to a halfback line. He was dropped after six games this season. And now he can't make his way into the 22. So you're not even playing these people you've drafted, these kids you've drafted into the positions that got them into that team, that, that got them the high draft um, stature. Yeah. They're, they're, in, they're cool. in a lot of. They're in a lot of hurt at the moment. They They don't know what is up and don't know what is down at the moment, Carlton. Look, you know, know, we're getting things coming in on the chat like, you know, Teague can't coach. Well, he's got a coach because he's got some sort of idea. You don't just get picked up as a senior coach. It's like when they say, oh, these footballers can't play AFL. You don't get drafted if you can't play the game. This is what annoys me when I hear this sort of stuff. I reckon a lot of it has to do, they take the natural flair of these kids and strip it out and make them system-based. Bloody and athletes. It's, it shits me. Don't start with the athletes. The guy can coach. He just needs to get some support around him. Should we go back? A, this time last year, I was saying Simon Goodwin should be sacked. Mm-hmm. All right? And Joel Michael on the chat, who's been part of the show for you know a couple of years, he was saying it as well. The love machine, my brother, Mark Pepper, he said the same thing. Big Trev, my dad, said the same thing. Go on to Demon Land. They said the same thing. Then what happens? They get Mark Williams... And they get Adam Uze to support him, and look mm-hmm. what happens. It mm-hmm. just clicks. 
So it might not just be him. Maybe the message, because they don't spend as much time with the senior coach. They spend a lot of their time with the assistant coaches, their line coaches. Maybe yep. that message has got stale. Yep. This, this one is, wow, 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 we are. There's a lot of things going on at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things going on at the moment at that club. And um, uh, a mate of mine, Brad Lloyd, is the uh, is the football director there. And hopefully he gets through this uh, and he's mm. part of the the review to look at. Okay, where's it all gone wrong? Because there's been some, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of changes and a lot of decisions made at that club at a list level, pay level, maybe even a yeah. coaching level. And, and Barker said, you know what? I'll fall on my sword now. I, I can't do anything more than what we're doing at the moment, and I'll move on. And hey, he's been an assistant coach basically since um, 2007. That's a, yeah. that's a long time being an assistant. He was underlying for two years. He was a forwards coach under Clarkson for 2009 and 10. He's been at Carlton since 2011. That's 11 seasons. That gets a bit stale after a while. Yeah, and look, Carlton. They just, they just, as as we've got mentions here in our chat, just got no game plan. They've got no, they've got no. Oh, they just don't have take take the hit, take the really crap time you're going to go through because between 2015 and 2020, you've picked up 11 first round draft picks. Like, why aren't you playing? Why aren't you developing them? Why are you still playing these 32, 33-year-olds and picking up Eddie Betts, who's 117? Like, why are you doing that? you got to drop the name brand. you got to drop the name brands. Stop dropping the easy targets. St Kilda, I don't care what you say, Buzz. A couple of weeks ago, you lost and you said you were going to swing the axe and you, you, you got rid of a first-year kid and some no-name. Like, really, absolutely piss-weak in what they did. They didn't make enough of a stand. And once again, what happens on the weekend? Oh, well, you know, I'll go and kick one goal six. I'll go and kick one goal whatever. It won't matter. I'll get a game again next week. That's the attitude that a lot of these, that a lot of that, these clubs have. You've got to turn the attitude around. The players are responsible. The coaches are responsible. The club mm-hmm. is responsible. Hey, I'm loving, uh, I'm, lo- I'm loving Rude Boy getting stuck in you about your uh, club. Some of it's Yeah, picked. that's all right. Rude, Rude, I love a North Melbourne supporter getting stuck into a Melbourne supporter this year. That's okay. All right. You'd love him right now. Let's be honest. You'd love a bit of Ben Brown action. You got rid of him for the wrong reasons. Okay. What's next, big fella? Let's move on from Carlton because they've had sure. enough pain and Absolutely. there's a lot more to talk about. Um, Where do you want to take this next conversation? Do you want to talk about? Yeah. I think you, the one. That, I, yeah, I reckon Adam Goods. I reckon this is a real shame. Yeah. Um, two-time Brownlow medalist, three-time Best of Ferris winner at the Swans, 370 something games, mm. has rejected a Hall of Fame invitation, was voted in unanimously in his first year. Yeah. Um, and it's mainly due to the way how he was handled with the booing situation in the last season of his, of his career. Mm-hmm. And probably not just that season, just for a number of seasons leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone came to me and said, Peps, we want to put you into the Hall of Fame, I'd be like, I should already be in there. But, yeah, I, you know, the <laughs> AFL Podcasting Hall of Fame, I reckon we are shoo-ins, mate, shoo-ins. All right. Now I reckon the community will behind us. This is a real travesty because if we separate all of that booing side of things and just bring it down to the way this guy carried himself as a footballer and how he played the game for so long, well, he's going to go down as one of the all-time greats at Sydney full stop, one of the all-time great players, Indigenous players. Mm. So for him to reject it, I really – I hope it's just maybe for this year. I really hope it he – he does go back and realizes, you know what, we, we can make amends. Yeah. 
this is also going to lead on to something that who I had a chat to late last week, Jamie. So we'll, we'll get mm. onto that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he has stood up for what he believes in. And I think he, well, I think Joel, Joel Michael put it perfectly here. He said, I like it. He's standing up for what he believes in and putting those beliefs before per, uh, personal accolades. And I respect him for it. And I do, you know, we've had a, we've had this many, many times that, you know, the good bloke syndrome gets you into the hall of fame. And there's people who have been absolute superstars and we're not throw that term around lightly who, who are not in there. And then there's, People who get in there because they've got the nice guy factor. He, yeah. he's actually, he should be in there for the right reasons. And for him to say no because of that, that's a real – that's a disappointment for mm. the Aboriginal Indigenous community. Mm. And it's a it's actually a bit of a disgrace to us as supporters for us to be doing that. And we did it for the yeah. wrong reasons. And I'm not saying that I did it, but when I say us, I talk about us as football followers. Yeah, look, it's just, it's just sad. Like – I would have thought I would have thought five years sad. ago, five, six years ago now. I mean, he's deeply hurt. That that is apparent to everyone. But I'm sad for the fact that the AFL hasn't come out and, and tried to mend and try to bridge and try and learn and try and understand about about what he was going through. Like they haven't from the outsides, it appears that they haven't even made that effort to go to Adam because Adam is still holding a lot of pain around his last year as a footballer mm. and a lot of pain towards the game still because you can't even watch a game of football. Yeah, so exactly. I'm just – I'm sad that someone like that isn't going to be in the Hall of Fame for all the good that he's done. Well, I reckon um, the buzz man has got a good point here. He reckons he'll accept it when Gillen McLaughlin ain't there. And after what yeah. I've been reading over the last couple of weeks, last week or so, and what I've been who I've been speaking to over the last week or so, mm. that's not exactly uh, a, a mute point there, Buzz. I reckon you might be might be on the chocolates there, my friend. And especially after, like, um, good old Nick from 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 Port Adelaide has said, especially after the so Doug Nichols round, which had, like I said, we'll get into our votes later on. But that I love Sir Doug Nichols round rounds. Oh. Because I love it how they play the home and the way. It goes for a couple of weeks, and I think it is sensational. And for what we saw at the Dreamtime game, my goodness, great. We did, we look. They, you can have your night grand finals and all that sort of stuff, but Dreamtime, regardless of where it is, gee, that was a corker. Mm. You know, and so it's a shame to have such a great weekend embraced by all. Have a bit of a sour note finding this type of news out this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing else to say about it. It's just, for me, it's just sad. It's just sad that we that everyone in, it's for everyone. It's just sad. That's right. Exactly right, mate. Okay. Hey, let's bail another one out really quickly. Taylor mm-hmm. Harris is now part of the D's. So if we know a couple of weeks ago, she was wanting about 150 grand. Cartman were like, you're not going to get it. Going around a little bit. She finally ends up at the D's. Uh, she's officially after. She's officially at the Demons after a super mega trade. Now get this, involving three states, seven players, and five clubs revealed this morning. She's going to be on some 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 good coin. Otherwise, Melbourne wouldn't have got it. She did play for the D's. This is the interesting thing. She did play for the D's uh, when they used to have the annual Melbourne versus Western Bulldogs game. So yep. she's she knows a few of the people around there. Uh, and I reckon, to be honest, as a Melbourne supporter, I'll say this. I think it's a great, uh, a great acquisition, especially from the marketing side of things. That's where they'll be looking at it. Is that she's probably the best known name in the game? She's the only player at the moment that has a statue. Erin Phillips will get hers out front of the Adelaide Oval, eventually. Yeah. Um, and you you can build your whole marketing campaign around her. She's on TV ads. She's got her Amazon documentary coming out. 
I think this is a really smart play by the D's to get somebody and then hopefully, you know, pull the, pull the digit out and play some good football at the same time. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, look, she was – Carlton basically said, we're never, we're never going to meet here. So, Fair enough. sorry, you cut. And um, Melbourne picked her up. I don't know. She has her knockers, but she has her fans. I am probably somewhere in the middle. That's good. Yep. She might hey listen, she just might need a fresh voice. Yeah. Maybe she yep. was listening to Tiki. I don't know. All right. Who knows? Hey, can I um I've got some great news and, and I love doing this every single week. I want to talk about the rising star for this week. Nick sure. Cox. My goodness, Essendon supporters. I know there's a stack of you on the chat right now. Have a look at that because finally the guy that you apparently think is going to win the rising star finally got a ticket into the draw too. So he had an absolute corker. He's been, he's been sensational. This guy's two meters playing on a wing, 23 disposals, mm-hmm. kicked 1.1, 1. 1, you know, one goal one. That's for people who are not too short. 1.1 1. 1 means 295 meters gain, eight marks, seven score involvements. He has just been sensational. He and Perkins, mwah, you should be very, very, very happy. Uh, Essendon because you finally got him in. Will he win it? I don't know. There's a couple of good ones up there, and uh, I'm not going to be too biased, but uh, Trent Rivers is a massive chance. Um, but, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on there. So it's, it's good to see him finally get the recognition that a lot in the public. Uh, it's probably And it probably wasn't his best game either. I think he's had some better ones as well too, but it's just the way it is. So Rocco Matafari, oh, I love Rocco. Rocco's son. Uh, I played footy with Rocco's son, uh, Vinny. Vinny is known as the duplicate because he – you know when they pass the torch on? So, you know, the number five goes from you know, Polly Farmer to Gary Ablett. Or the number two goes from Robbie Flower to Stephen Tingay. The number six went from the great Chris Pepper over to Vinnie Matafari. And he has held it up in such a high esteem. So he's an absolute superstar, Rocky. And he just said it this way. He is our blue chip. There you go. I'm even going to put it up on the screen. He is our blue chip. And I reckon you have got a, that black and red chip. Absolutely right, Rocco. So absolutely well, well done. All right. Love it. Where do we go now, big fellow? This one's over to you. I'm handing it over to you. Giving you the reins. It's your pick of the pick of the segments. What segment um, would you like to rock on this time? Let's do spin the magnets. Spin the magnets, everybody. It's time for votes. It's time for who's getting drag. All right. So I'm going to open this one open to the chat. We can either go. Do you want to hear the? Do you want to hear the three votes first, or do you want to hear who's getting dragged? The first response coming in on the chat will be what we go with tonight. Uh, I can see him typing away. This is this is the this is the one that people love every single week. They love it how you look at it. They look how we look at it. And um, so I'm just waiting for someone to type something in. Otherwise, I'm going to count to five and do it myself. Dragged. Buzzers come in with dragged. So let's get Ron out. Where are you, Ron? Is good old Ron Ron. All right, here we go. Ron Ron, here we go. Ready, J Dog? Got it. Oh, it just doesn't get old. I love it. We still want to get a graphic designer to put that quote into a t shirt for us. So if you know someone, help us out. We want him. All right, let's have a look at the drag. How about I start with the drag first and then you finish sure. off? All right, I'm going to go first. Right. First and foremost, the one that I want to go to. I reckon this is – if we had actually accumulate the votes week after week, the AFL umpires would be leading by about 48 votes, I reckon. I'm giving him another vote for the dropping – the holding the ball. 
<laughs> Did you do some of them in the Dreamtime game? Uh, look, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't. It, it was not pretty. It was. It was a bucket of smash crab. Pretty. It was. You've been beaten with the ugly stick. Pretty. It was. It was. It was. Oh, walk straight past that. It wasn't any good whatsoever. It just and. It was read out this morning, I think it might have been on SEM, when you look at the rules of the game and what the rules are around holding the ball. and that, The rules don't even make any sense anymore. It's, it's you know, if they, they didn't make an attempt or didn't connect, which is like, what's going on? So the rules around holding the ball, they really need to get fixed up because the AFL wonder why people are not watching games or why people are not going to games. It's because of stupid things like this where you want to get rid of the tackle. and not reward the tackler. Yeah. So that's a disgrace. All right. The second one. Now, I wanted to bring this one up because this happened on the weekend. We know um, a gentleman by the name of Jack Higgins kicked one goal six on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And the AFL, who preach equal rights, uh, you know, for the LGBTQI community, uh, women's football, equality amongst all, you know, anti-bullying, all that sort of stuff. They are such a double standard industry when they come out and write Missy Higgins on their website describing his performance on the weekend. And you're also talking about SEN who did that and uh, probably Fox as well. So there were a couple of channels, and I might have got to see it wrong, so, but I know Fox did it. And I know St Kilda went around and rung a number of the clubs to say, we're really pissed with this. But I'm probably more pissed off at the AFL because they preach, this is what we're all about. This is what we do. This is what we, we don't stand for it. And then they're the ones that go and do it on their own website. No, so so it's I saw it differently. I thought it was clever. I had, I had a bit of a laugh at it. No doubt it's clever, but, mate, he's kicked no. one goal six. Pepper, if you saw him by the end of the game. Come on, Pepper. You're, you know that's a bit of a joke. No one's getting offended by Missy Higgins other than Missy Higgins. Other than, Jack Higgins himself. Mm. I loved well, it. I all had, I know is that laugh. when I read it, it did seem familiar and it did seem a little bit too close <laughs> to home. All right. And the last one, look, I have to I have to mention Ooh, it. We've already, yeah, we've already gone for it. Look, the other one I have to mention is probably the three boats, and it's happened quite recently. We've gone into it. Is Carlton. Is, is there a bigger story on at the moment? I thought Collingwood couldn't get any bigger, mm. but this is now taking the cake. And if I've got to just quickly go again with Collingwood, I know we've gone over it uh, lots and lots over the last couple of weeks. But did you know that this whole voting for an ex- extraordinary general membership, uh, ex- extraordinary general meeting, there's only like 17,000 of their members who can actually vote. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, because 28,000 of them are pets. <laughs> and so what are they going to go? Does your dog have a pet membership? Pardon? Does your dog have a pet membership? Oh, no way. No, no. Okay. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just a shocker. Unless you're one of the high tier members, they're the only ones who get a vote. So they are the people's club, only if you pay us a good swack of cash. Oh, all right. Yeah. Go next one, mate. Uh, all you. right. All right. Who are you dragging, big boy? Well, mate, you know how last week I decided to go with a, with a, with a key theme yep. to all of my votes. And, yeah, I did love that from Gary. Good, good work, Gary. Good call. Um, I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go with this because this is going to be my spin on it, Peps. My spin on how I want my 3 2, one to go because it's too hard coming up with little moments. We're going to talk about the same thing all the time, so we're just going to go for it. As all right, to go for what it. We go for it. So the key word peps to my 3 two, ones, my drags, is accuracy. If that wasn't one of the worst rounds of football for accurate kicking at goal, 
I will go he. I don't understand. Peps, your team is in the firing line. 14-13. The Sydney versus St. Kilda game. 13-14 versus 12-11. Yeah, Adelaide Crows, 10-13. The dream time at the Optus. At the bottom. Was 12-12 to 19-9. So good work, Richmond. I'll, I'll give you a tick there. But also we've got West Coast Eagles, 14-11, and Western Bulldogs, 13.15. Peps, what is the theme of my round? What was it, Peps? What was my keyword? Accuracy. 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 some of the worst kicking for goal I have ever seen across the board. That is terrible. That is pitiful kicking from... Professional footballers, Peps. I, I actually say that you're wrong because in the D's in the D's uh, Bears game, we had six posters. Do you know how hard yes. it is to hit the post? <laughs> that was right. You did and smack the post. We a hit lot. six times. We hit it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fair point. Fair and point. It was hey, a, and it was a high pressure game. Something that Port Adelaide wouldn't know too much about this year. Oh, and uh, that's why there was a lot of and there was quite a number of rushed behinds as well too. But once again. I think I'm telling you now, the reason why they don't kick them is the balls. It is the balls. I'm telling you now, the balls need to be kicked in. Oh, I've got one more. One more. Go for it. It's a humble brag. Now, I don't know if anyone else notices this, but who else, who who in the room here has Foxdale HD? Anybody? Me? I do. What? Do you, do you still subscribe to that overpriced? I absolutely, I absolutely do because KO is terrible. KO um, is the best. All right. With eight people. all right. So anyone out there has Foxtel HD, any night game, does it look like there is like smoke or fog on the ground or is that just my TV? Because I'm telling you, at nighttime games, I still reckon, I, I, I believe that there's like a fire going on in the ground somewhere. It's who has Foxtel, mate. <laughs> Is it just me, everyone? Is, is, it, is it just my TV? It's your standard definition internet cable that you've got, mate. That's no, no, issue. no. Foxtel right. HD, my, at night time, it looks like someone has left fireworks going on the ground. There's just smoke haze across the whole ground. Yeah, it's not HD, mate. Don't get sucked into it. My KO, go, for, the people who have, for the people who have KO like I do, and you run that, my goodness gracious, how sexy is that picture? It blows Foxtel away any day of the week. KO is terrible. KO is, is the not. worst subscription service since Shifty Flicks. Oh, what about OnlyFans? Oh. <laughs> you told I've, me that's costing you a fortune at the moment. I had KO for 12 months and I could I, – I, I said – I said I went, I went to the missus. I said, Dale, this has got to change. I am – I'm booting KO. Give me back my Foxtel HD. I'm happy to pay my $62 a month with a few packages chucked in for that. No, no. Don't need to. All right, let's get get off. All right, what's your other ones? What's your other ones? No, no, that's it. That's it. That's it. So that's it. You only had – you just put everything together. Inaccuracy, yeah. It's just accuracy. It might just be your TV too, by the way. Oh, you've got cataracts. Ah, right. Fuck, fuck. Don't go there too early. Could be cataracts. All right, let's go have a look at uh, (laughs) who's going to get – Three votes. Three votes. You want to go three? I'll go three votes first. What do you reckon? I'll do you my go, three votes. Yeah, you go, right. you three votes. You right, three let votes. me pump through these three votes. First and foremost, how could you not want to give a vote to the little tattooed beast who destroyed Adelaide on the weekend? Jamie Elliott hasn't played for virtually three months, I think it is, with a broken leg. Comes back, 
and shows Collingwood, look, if you just hit to the guy on the lead, you could be half a chance. And that was a comeback game at a half. The problem is, is that he was nailing everything in the first quarter. And then after that, they hardly used him as an option from second quarter onwards. It was stupid. Mm-hmm. It was just burning everybody. So Jamie Allett, six goals on a return. That, my friends, is a proper bag because it's more than a handful. All right? Okay. Second of all, if you haven't seen this, this is an absolute ripper. In the the the, the magnificent Friday night Melbourne versus Brisbane game, I saw one of the best Falcons I have seen in a long time. Oh. Jake Lever running with the ball, running away from the ball, turns, looked like Stephen Hawking at one stage, the way he was twisted in his face, and he has copped an absolute falcon in the side of the head. It was gold. I even rewound it. I said, I said to my wife, I said, Hun, have a look at this. And she cacked herself laughing, thinking it was funny. So, Jake Lever, you have been sensational. And even when you're not stopping the ball with marks, you're stopping it with your forehead. Uh, sorry, the side of your head. So that was a cracking falcon. And look, there's only one thing I can give the three votes to, and this is a um, a two-parter. First of all, Sir Doug Nichols round. I love it. <sighs> Everything's sensational, right? What's that? Starline. Right. But hold on. But I also want to say what the WA community did over there with the Dreamtime game. Spectacular. They've blown away anything that the M's, uh, they've done over here in Melbourne. Just starting it off with the top. My goodness, John Butler, I forgot, I forgot how good of a singer he is. Um, so, mm-hmm. And then the best thing was is that you had a game to back it up as well. So to the two teams, to everybody involved, getting the Sir Doug Nichols round, also getting Dreamtime set up. That's two years in a row. Once in, uh, the Alice, uh, in Darwin, the other one in Perth. It has been sensational. And so snaps, claps for you. And I might even throw in just because I'm feeling a little bit uh, – I might even throw in a nice little round of applause. I like it. I like it. Well, perhaps I suppose the one thing for me that I loved about the Dreamtime was the fact that we didn't have to hear that terrible reworked edition of the West Coast song by the Birds of Tokyo. It's a terrible theme song. <laughs> I enjoyed it. something different. That's why I wait till Hawthorns comes out by the Wiggles. Oh, freaking hell. All right. Well, Pets. well apparently, um, just to incl- just because of all the inclusion side of things, I've heard that Frente are coming back to do St Kilda's theme song. That is beyond my that's, – that's, that's, yeah. that, that's beyond my time. Just, just think uh, when the Saints to uh, incidentally Cali Street. Oh, accidentally Cali Street. Yeah, yeah good song. Um, Peps, my theme for my, for my, for my picks here – Sir Walter's round, and if I'm going to be specific, I'm going to talk about the guy who literally made, oh, I don't know, made you nervous when the ball hit the ground, and that is Cosy Pickett in the forward line. You would not want any uh, – do you know, the only thing I can think of in my reference of like in my brain and how it works is – you know when you see the swimmers in the water in the movie Jaws? And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, he's around. Mm-hmm. And the, that music starts creeping. Dun, 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 dun. That's exactly the feeling I got when Cozzy Pickett, when that ball was just bobbling in the forward oh. 50, loose, and I'm like, Cozzy's coming through in a second. Cozzy's going to come through, hit it hard and snap a goal. 
And what did he do more often than not? He hit it hard, he tackled, he chased, he kicked a goal, or he put a, a smother or a pressure on a player to miskick it. He reminds me of the ghost face killer out of screen. Just when you think that you're, you're, you're safe, and he gets you with a tackle or a goal. Oh. Oh, yes, it good. is. That is, By- that is Byron Pickett's nephew, mm-hmm. Jazz Boy. And uh, Rocco Matafari's come out with a corker in. Meatloaf has been booked for Carlton's next win. <laughs> um, so, so Sir Walters is is, is, um, is 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 the round for me. I love that round. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it Sir Walter or Sir no. Doug Nicko? Are you are you, Sorry, are you saying Sir like Doug, Sir Walter no, no, Buffalo I'm, after the grass? My, I've got my got my grass side up, and I've also got my footy side up over here, okay. and I've just mixed them up. Anyway, my next thing into here is I do want to mention another little highlight. I love the Sir Doug Nichols round running into the Queen's birthday match for Fight MND. Oh, I just think that's slogan. that is a cracker of a little two week window. Is it, can I just say though, this is the thing that pisses me off about the AFL, right? They've done all this stuff for Dreamtime. They took the game that they took the walk, the long walk, everything attributed to it, and they did it over in Perth. The whole reason you go to Queen's birthday is for the slide, to see people slide into yep. the icy water. That's what it's all about. 80,000 wearing the freeze right. M&D caps. Exactly. You're going to get, what, maybe 15,000 at the SCG and the slide's not going to be there. They're going to be doing that in an MC, empty MCG. It's just stupid. Send it to Adelaide. Send it to Perth, somewhere where they're going to embrace it. They did it last year, I suppose, the same thing. No. Just no, just don't. No, it didn't work. Just they should have said, look, you know what? We'll do the sliding the next time they played, as an example. But it's just it's just stupid. You've got to have the sliding in there. Pick out some other people to do it in, in Sydney. Maybe do half in Sydney, half in Melbourne. Just get some sort of reason to go to the ground. That's what the people go there for. Crikey, they're not going to go and watch Collingwood. <laughs> <laughs> No, especially uh, especially the fights that 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 old mate Ed and uh, Collis had over the years. So yeah, oh. fair point. Fair point. Um, Peps, that is that is that it for the news and a bit of a spin the magnets. Yeah, these my. Have friend. we got have we got the best part of the show coming up? Oh, the listener question. Oh, we got the listener question. No, no, no. That we've 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 dropped that. Ah oh, shit. Now, of course, it's the listener question. Let's go hey. through it because this one wasn't. It was a belter. This listener question. It went nuts. It did get a little bit of traction, didn't it? Out there, a People, little bit. People are really passionate about their chocolate bars. They love their chocolate bars. Tell me about it. All right, so let's go to the listener question. Let's belt this one out. All righty. Okay. So the listener question this week was, I'm going to get down to it. What is the best chocolate bar? And we had a stack of, um, of replies in this one here. To quickly go through just a list here, I've got um, John Michael said Caramilk and then got into a bit of a, a, bit, a, bit of a chat with, with, with the wifey. We also had Kane Ute, old gold rum raisin yummy, not bad. Jennifer Booker said Tolberone. Tony Godfrey said uh, the one you enjoy the most. That's a bit plain for me, but I get it. Faye Ryan, Violet Crumble, forgotten hero of the Aussie uh, scene. Oh, Colleen, yeah. Colleen Parbury said the best was Daryl Lee chocolate log. Uh, it's before my time. Shit. Carrie. Is that before ben- color television? Carrie Bennett said, gosh, I can't even find a top dog, but I do like the hazelnut. There we go. Uh, Marie Thompson, Cherry Ripe, another Aussie classic. Ian McNabb said Tolberone. Michael Ryan, Polly Waffle. There's one that has been 
Has that been brought back yet? Or is it, yeah, the polymorph yeah, was back. They brought that back, and they also brought. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what mine is in a minute. But yeah, there's another one that they just recently brought back, which is just. Uh, Nelly Senny said it's the Cadbury chocolate. Buzzer said tough question. Golden Ruffs. Now that's way beyond my time. That's is that uh, what Buzz said. Golden Ruff. Yeah. Or was he just talking about St Kilda's St Kilda's performance this year? <laughs> Um, Kobe James said a picnic. Neil Ventuck said the Aero Bar, which is a classic. It's a bit of a mint chocolate. It's one of my favorites. Um, my wife has come out and said it's a twirl chocolate. And then uh, Josh Weymouth has said the same thing. Hit it on the head. Then we've got a Chiquito with a well, <gasps> That's, That's my a, wife's favorite, the Chiquito. Yeah. If you take a bite of the Chiquito, you're sleeping alone for the next six months, Christopher. Wayne McKenzie said the Peppermint Crisp. Uh, Big Nick from the Porches podcast has said the simple Mars bar, but he also said the Viking bar before it went out of production. Never had a Viking bar, but a Mars bar is always Mm. classic and even deep fried. Um, My wife has said also the Turkish Delight, which is also scrumptious and it can also be consumed in one bite. Jazzy, Jazz, he said uh, Boost. Boost, you've got a bit of boat like there. Picnic from Corey Vandertuck. Scott O'Keefe said the Cherry Ripe. Jenny McClarage said the Marathon Bounty or just a plain Cadbury milk uh, chocolate. JD McNair, Butterfinger is hard to beat. Cameron Henderson's posted a picture of Snickers. We've got Mark Pepper, Love Machine, Crunchy from the Fridge, and the default is a cold Kit Kat. Yes, Love Machine. Sars Sars said the Crunch Bar. Two times. Yeah, and uh, Gary Vandal McKenzie has said Kit Kat when it was a round tree product, not oh, the yeah. Nestle. Gary, yeah, do you know who Gary is? Gary is Lee Mac's dad who used to work at Roundtree. Well, there you go. There you go. We've got uh, Lynn Ewing has said a picnic or a marathon in there. And then under all those things, the people have then got that chocolate bar and had side conversations. But there is a – I had sidebars. Had sidebars. There is a fair amount of chocolate bars in there. Peps, what is your favourite chocolate bar well, of all time? first and foremost, it's good to see that we're keeping uh, dentists in a job mm-hmm. and uh, the man shake – now I can understand why it's going through the roof because the amount mm-hmm. of chocolate that was consumed by our listeners, unbelievable. Uh, mine is the Scorched Peanut Bar. Recently came back after many, many years hiatus. It's just like a toffee with peanuts, chocolate over the top. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, very good. All right. What's um, this week's listener question, big fella? Don't you know what mine is, Pepsi? So you're just that rude of a bastard, are you? <laughs> I'm just looking at you, mate. You look, you're that thin. I don't know. You, you're dressed like Gary Ablett today, tonight. Well, um, all right. So I've got a couple peps. But for me, I'm a huge, huge fan of a fantail. The old fantail, oh, when they used to do a little, yeah. like the bar, like the little bars I used to do. Okay, yeah, no. Don't remember them for the car no, trip? I just like the fantails, yeah. No, yeah, fantails. no. Um, if not, then a Snickers for me. I love a Snickers. Yeah, and I, I kick cat out of the fridge and a crunchy out the fridge too. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you know the chocolate bars are getting smaller? That's crap. But everything's uh, getting smaller these days. Look in the mirror. Uh, some things, Peps. Uh, well, <laughs> don't worry. When you get into your 40s, J-Dog, and you're up for, Astri- uh, and you're up for some Pfizer, you're going to need both the Pfizer jab and the Pfizer pill. Uh, all right. I'm going to myself. Anyway, uh, so okay. um, all right. So let's go to this week's listener questions. All right. What listener is it? What is this week's listener question? Then we'll go into our games that we're looking forward to this week. All right. I know. We're going to be over time tonight, aren't we? Oh, but there's so much to talk about. 
I know, I know. That's the great all thing right. about a podcast. You don't have to listen to it all in one big hit. No. All you right, so. Listen to a bit and go a bit more and go a bit more and just rack up the stats. Listener question this week is, what is your favorite weird food combo? Come on, Pep. Give got us an example, mate. Can you give us an example? All right, I'll give you an example. Let's say, um, let's go jam. Yep. And Savoy biscuits. That's not weird. Do you know what I have? I'll, I'll, I'll help. The, I'll help the listeners out. I love poached eggs with maple syrup. Well, there you go. That's a weird poached one, eggs Pepsi. and maple syrup. That gets that gets that gets me going. Love it. Mm. Um, so what is your what is your weird food combos that you enjoy that shouldn't go together, but they do? Nutella and bed. Mm. Nutella and bed. Mm, hello. Oh, there we All go. Right. Oh. Get, what's that? Did you see Nick's post up there? That's a weird one. Friend who loved pancakes with Vegemite and tomato sauce. Yeah, that that and he got COVID. See, weird. That's how COVID weird. starts. That's how COVID started with crap <laughs> like that. That's weird. See, I've had, I've had someone who eats um, as a weird like it was like ham and jam sandwiches or something. Like it's just weird no, stuff. Well, we've had such a great episode. This is, what, this is what we finish week every single week. All right, <laughs> okay. So give us give us your combo because Jamie puts a lot of thought into the question most weeks, um, and this was one of them that he really spent a lot of time. Figuring out. Okay. So let's have a look at uh, one week at a time. Plenty of games coming up this week. J-Dog, what catches your eye? Look, there's there's not really much to, to talk about. but For me, it's simple, Peps. It's, fr- it's Thursday Selfish. night for you, isn't it? It's Thursday night, yeah, Friday, Saturday, be- Sunday. <laughs> that's going to be a corker. Port Adelaide versus the Cats, 7.40 p.m. Look, I'm being a little bit jealous. <gasps> so nervous. Uh, I'm so nervous. I'm, I'm being honest too. I'm the same, mate. 3.20 p.m. at the SCG, the, uh, the what's it called, mob? The Ds versus the Pies for the fight MND Are game. You, is that the game you're really looking forward to most, Pips? Uh, well, I'm a Melbourne supporter, so yeah. I just hopefully we can smash gotta, Collingwood. Yeah, that's, um, I would have thought you were going something different, something different, like um, a West Coast Richmond home game or something. <laughs> no, no. North and Giants, no. St Kilda Crows. Ooh, St Kilda Crows would be an interesting one. Hmm. How long will I? How long will I actually watch that for before I turn it off and put on an Ali McBeal episode? Who are North playing Giants? Oh, that'll be yeah. Jesus, I think I think you could basically turn the footy on Friday night. Maybe watch the Dockers and the Suns will be all right. I reckon that won't be too bad. Yeah. And then just skip everything else and turn it. Oh, actually, yeah, Fremantle Richmond might be all right. Okay, there's a few good games. Yeah, but I'm just looking forward to my team. Yeah, hey, maybe smash them. Rightio, last thing, uh, J Dog. So, couple yes. of things. No, I Peps, have... no, Peps. I want to talk about something first. Yes. Yeah. What? You recently just dropped your latest uh, chat with series, and yeah. I must say, I was listening to it. You sent me a bit of a a bit of a pre copy, as we do, yeah. as being the host, we get secret stuff behind the curtain. Um, you sent me uh, a copy of your interview recently with uh, Mick Warner, who is a um, AFL Herald Sun journalist and author of a new book that I will let you talk all about in a second. I must say it was a cracking interview. It was only a snippet into the book and into some of the stories of the the biggest scandals of the last 10 years in the AFL. And just the 40 minutes that interview went for, I was I was salivating thinking, oh, I've, I've got to pick this up. I've got to read it and I want to know more about some of these stories because there are some juicy stuff that we 
as football loving public yeah. were not part of. Well, we look honestly. I just I um I chatted to him for about forty minutes. We could have gone for an hour. We could have gone for more, but I had to get back to work. I'm mm-hmm. kidding. Um, yeah, I did. Um, and then I had to, but we just went on and look. They talk. He talks about the Eastern Drug Saga and he talks about uh, tanking and he talks about the West Coast brown paper bags, all this sort of stuff. But we got onto a couple of the topics that we've probably been forgotten, like the Talia brothers, if you remember that one that occurred. Mm. Um, we also spoke about, we did talk about the, the tanking saga and how that all came into fruition. Uh, we talked about Herdy and basically you know, with, with Herdy, they gave him a slap but then sent him over with a million dollars to go and study yes. overseas. Um, and just the corruption within the AFL, like it's – I'm telling you now, if any of you play – uh, amateur football, uh, know or work with Craig Kelly and um, play polo or come from uh, Adelaide, you've basically got a job at the AFL for life. And just how the – how it's here's one thing for you, and I don't know if you know this, listeners. Do you know the AFL don't pay tax? Just think about that, okay? And so all the money that comes in, they don't pay tax. And that's the stuff that Mick comes up with his book. He was absolutely sensational to talk to. And um, I'll let him know it's all gone live. And he had a great chat. And um, you never know where it's going to go. Oh, hopefully he books another book. So if you can get a copy of the book, I'm actually giving one away. So all you need to do is just jump on our Facebook page. At the top of our Facebook page, which is Lace Out um, Podcast on Facebook, just um, share, the, share the comment and um, like the page and you're in the chance to win it in a couple of weeks' time. So I'm giving a copy of that book away because that's how much I reckon it is an absolute belter. So um Thanks for that, J-Dog, because it was an absolute ripper. As on top of that, also, don't forget, yes. just one last thing. I've also got a beautiful back box of AFL footy cards to give away. Uh, 36 packs. That's going to be finishing in a couple of weeks before we wrap up. Um, and J-Dog, just want to um, rip it over to you. One last thing before we um, hang it up. Go for sure. it. Um, quickly, um, Nick just wants to quickly mention this one here from the Portress podcast. So I will read it because it is against yep. the Rate which I do love. The fine that Adelaide copped, the $50,000, was an AFL fine. Shouldn't have been more of a police-slash-government fine. Once again, the AFL just working their little magic. Well, here's another one for you. Do you know if players get – this is another one that I heard. It's not in the book. But if you have a player gets suspended, I think I've mentioned this, or cops a fine, it's actually a tax deducted because it's a mm. work-related expense. Yep. Yep. Crazy. All right. Well, How good is it? You can smack someone at work and actually claim it as a tax deduction. That is amazing. Hey, that is a cracking episode tonight, mate. Thank you very much, listeners. Thank you very much, everybody tuning in on the chat. Isn't that been an absolute belter? I'm, I'm sweating. I've got the I've got my I've got my 25 year old East Keeler Football Club jacket on, just celebrating because local footy's not going on at the moment. So we're sharing the love, um, sharing the love with the listeners every single week. So thank you for your support, J Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, you're an absolute star, mate. We can't do the show without you. The people love you. The people want more J Dog. I said, they don't or want Gary Abbott Jr. They want J-Dog. <laughs> or Juddy. What about Juddy? Or Juddy. Juddy? Uh, no, you actually look like a, a Russian sailor, to be honest. <laughs> but hey, listen, I hope your team wins this week. Uh, so on behalf of me, good luck to you, J-Dog. All the best. And more importantly, big fella, how do you want your footy? I want to lace out. Questions live, everyone. Questions live. And uh, we're not. See you Thursday for Tipped Out. Hope your team wins. See you, listeners. Thanks for listening to our latest episode. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. I'm your host, Chris Pepper, and with Jamie Wallace, we give you your footy how you want it. Ice out.